0: Fly fly Perbole.
1: This is Flyperbole with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth. Two guys who are wondering, where are the flyers? Or who are the flyers? Or I'll do you one better. Why are the Flyers? Craig, you'll never believe this, but Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks, are looking to get rid of Brandon Manning.
0: Ooh, that's uh, that's a pretty bad decision, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, you're throwing away a second pairing uh, defenseman right there.
1: He's a uh, shutdown defenseman. You can use him in any situation, clutch time power play two, hashtag penalty kill. Yeah. He's he's just the guy you throw out against the other team's top guys in order to shut them down.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny looking at Chicago, they got some issues, but a second pairing of Brent Seabrook and Brandon Manning, who could have thought that was going to go wrong. And also bringing in Cam Ward to help relieve the uh, injuries of Corey Crawford. I mean, those are just, Two rock solid moves. I don't know how that. I don't know how either. Of them backfired. Also, Chris Kunitz, uh, former sixty goal scorer. So I really thought they would be pushing on the, uh, or not pushing, knocking on the door to the playoffs. Or pushing on the door. I don't know how you get inside buildings, but uh, it was <laughs> the, the uh, book is still out on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's a free country. You can do what you want.
1: Push, push, pushing on that door.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy that. Well, what was it three months after you joined the team? <laughs> or he's been playing for the team, I guess. And they're just like, yeah, this is uh, this is too much.
1: Yeah, sa- sarcasm aside, this is not surprising to Flyers fans <laughs> no. at all. And I feel really bad for Corey Crawford. Uh, I have him on a fantasy team, RIPD, my fantasy team. Yeah, RIPD but- big time. You know, whenever I see an update on Corey Crawford, I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because that that Blackhawks defense in front of him is just so horrific. I think we just have to go in there and rescue him. I disagree,
0: maybe. I mean, you know, I I feel like we all let Brandon Manning free. Like he, I mean, he just wasn't appreciated around here. I mean, he was definitely the best defenseman. Uh, last season. Oh, I
1: was talking about Corey Crawford. We got to rescue him from the muck. Brandon Manning can kick rocks. Okay, there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we should save Corey Crawford, but you know I I don't know. I I feel like nobody else is behind the Corey Crawford movement. I feel like nobody else thinks it's an option. They think we can get Bob in the summer, but they don't think we could trade for Corey Crawford after Stan Bowman's made some pretty Pretty and I moves recently. Like he's—you
1: could even call them giant boners.
0: Yeah, you could call them ginormous boners. Yeah, like he. I mean, if you look at his recent GMing history, it's not a not exactly a cakewalk. It's not pretty. It's uh Some would say bad, but you know, I guess you get to do stuff when you've won a bunch of cups because somebody else set up a team. I don't know. And your dad, Scotty Bowman. I guess you get a little bit of. A little bit of runway there, but uh, yeah, I I I would be calling up Chicago on a routine basis right now if I was Chucky two trades. I would look at Crawford. Uh, I don't know what other young forwards they like to give away. They've already given away Nick Schmaltz and uh, Ryan Hartman. They're kind of already running low on forwards with a ton of upside that are young. So uh, yeah, I mean, see what see what's there. Go ahead and make some deals
1: chucky two rip. trades get in ripping there and
0: rip it two yeah <laughs> it and ripping chucky two trades get to work <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't we didn't bring it in here to sit still i mean i wanted you to make some yeah
1: where's the action is chucky he awake two trades
0: like is he actually has he actually been hired yet or is he still going through like orientation i don't understand you on the phones baby <laughs>
1: It got, I mean, we were just waiting for big, loud trades the second that Ron Hextall was fired. Big we loud. haven't gotten anything.
0: <laughs> loud the trades announced through a megaphone for how That's how they Paul were. Holmgren did it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Paul Holmgren came in the day Chris Pronger was traded and was just like, <laughs> Hey guys, Chris Pronger is a flyer.
0: Yeah, that day was pretty nuts. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty pumped that day. Like, we did and at the party know,
1: like he basically shouted from a mountain when he traded Richards and Carter, dry island is closed <laughs> for business,
0: and then he cried, oh yes. man, that was a rough uh that was a pretty rough uh press conference, or not press conference, whatever it was press scrum was it a scrum press,
1: let's go with a scrum
0: yeah, it was a scrum but uh yeah, i mean we're we're getting back to it now, a lot of uh lot of stuff's getting leaked. But it's not a. Oh, ooh, yeah. The uh, the yeah. There's some holes in this shit. Yeah, there's getting a, leaks
1: all over the place. Yeah. Sexy, sexy leaks.
0: The Flyers rumors are back. Every name out there being linked to the Flyers, which is. Uh,
1: you name a person in NHL history, and they're linked to the Flyers right now.
0: Gordie Howe could be a Flyer next year. It's, all, it's all on the table.
1: Wayne Gretzky could be your starting center tomorrow.
0: Yeah, Milt Schmidt could be up there. Bobby Orr probably coming along. It, <laughs> yeah you like that chris chelios baby i mean what a, what would be a bigger slap to the face of ron hextall than to bring in chris chelios there...
1: mm, that's true the man yeah. he slapped in the face
0: yeah just uh 30 years later and then chris chelios just looks at the camera and winks in his uh opening press conference he's like looks like i got the last slap I don't see. I don't see how this wouldn't work or why that shouldn't happen.
1: By the like not slap. Him. He <laughs> slapped like, him with his <laughs> blocker. <laughs> yeah. Like we're talking,
0: like the goddamn slap fight. It's just two grown ass dudes throwing haymakers at each other.
1: <laughs> it was no slaps giving. He <laughs> brutally attacked him with his blunt ass blocker.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good, uh, that was a pretty good run too. I mean, uh. The hit on Prop was pretty bad. And uh Chris Chelios, uh kind of a D-bag. Probably deserved a couple more blockers to his face. But, Probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's not what this podcast is about. That's a different podcast in the future where we dunk on Chris Chelios for three hours and talk the about dunk-a-thon, The
1: Dunkathon cast. <laughs> yeah.
0: The Dunkathon cast hosted by Sway. So we'll do that. We'll if do only that we could there, actually you
1: get you know, if only we could actually I, could get the Sway. I for feel the like
0: I feel like enough time passed. He might be a little uh, hungry for money here. He might. He might need to do whatever he can. I don't. I think he hosts a radio show in New York now. So maybe not. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think he's got like. Well, a I don't know what Sway doing like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, you don't keep up on Sway?
0: No, I no, I. I, I mean, thought you
1: ran the number one Sway blog on the <laughs> internet.
0: <laughs> I mean, I
1: might. Don't you have the Twitter handle Swayfan69? <laughs>
0: 420 Sway fan 69. I might. I mean, I'm not saying none of this is true. I'll just say that, you know, he... You don't run the the podcast, Sway Swag. (laughs) A podcast about Sway and Patrick Swayze just called Swayze. (laughs) Thoughts?
1: (laughs) Who says no?
0: (laughs) It's called... uh,
1: I think you had it, Swayze. Yeah. But you make a capital S-W-A-Y. am like blanking on
0: every Patrick Swayze movie right now.
1: What was the Dirty one where... dancing. Dirty Dancing. Well isn't there one where like he, he's like an arm wrestling champ or something? Are you confusing that with, with uh, Sylvester Stallone? Uh,
0: yeah, and over the top. Was that over the top?
1: Over the top, yeah, and that's still Yeah, yeah. Uh was there one Roadhouse, where he was... buddy, Roadhouse. Roadhouse.
0: That's what I'm thinking of. That's not arm wrestling. That's just
1: that's just roundhouse kicks.
0: That's just him being a dude. Yeah. I mean, just dudes just being him guys. just being the man. Being dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. We got it. Anyway, yeah, Chuck Fletcher needs to make some trades because, I mean, he came in, uh, I mean, we're already bored with this. I mean, we're tired of watching the Flyers. Flyers are doing the same old shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big old yawn. Get right into the mic because, uh, you know, Hexall got fired for sitting on his hands, and uh, I'm sorry, Chuckie Two traits has been sitting on his hands the entire time he's been
1: here. So let's literally um... y- every time you look up at him in the <laughs> press box, you know you don't see his hands. He's sitting on his hands <laughs> because they're just warmer that way.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's proven science, but, but you know I would like to Who see needs gloves. Yeah, that's right. Not not real, not real tough people. I'll tell you that. Like but, Chucky Two Traits. Yeah, like Chucky Two Traits. Do you want to, uh, should we talk about the rumors surrounding uh, Chucky Two Traits? Oh we should
1: absolutely three. talk about the rumors surrounding Chucky Two Traits. All right, so
0: recently, as in about two hours ago, uh, Pierre Lebrun was on TSN, and this is all transcribed from Chris Nichols on Twitter, who does, if you don't follow him, you should. He does a really good job of uh, listening in to pretty much all, like, most radio hits across uh, Canada and transcribes them. Uh, Doing quite a
1: duty for the rest of us on uh, the hockey blogosphere there.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like this tidbit right here where LeBron says, uh, quote, our understanding is, and this is about Fletcher, our understanding is he's already talked to half the teams in the league a mere eight days on the job as he's trying to gauge the trade market and what it can get done. It's not just the obvious. Yes, Chuck Fletcher looking for a goalie Upgrade for the Flyers. They haven't been getting saves all year, but it goes beyond that. We also hear that he'd like to add a veteran defenseman for a young blue line. He'd also like to add a top nine forward. And if if it's not enough, he'd like to make one of those moves before the holiday freeze on December 19th. Uh, And then he went on to say that Fletcher won't force any of these moves. So does any of that catch your eye, Stephen? Because one part does, and it's been something that I've been kind of worried about for a bit.
1: A lot of that catches my eye, but specifically two parts. I mean, goaltender is something that everybody talks about. Like, this has been the Flyers issue since Bernie Perron, essentially. And uh, goaltender, definitely. But the part that really kind of worries me there is the part about adding a veteran defenseman. Because that just. I know the Flyers defense is ass and needs stability, but adding another vet i don't think is the way to go especially considering the vets they do have already
0: yeah i think adding a like adding a vet is fine i mean it's not you know when you think of it, it doesn't have to be a bad vet i just uh for this season like right now i don't really know if i want to trade away a younger defenseman for a veteran defenseman to help him for this season's odds I don't know I already think this is I mean we talked about it last night I, I would rather them just not make any trades and be a fine 5-on-5 team but just let special teams and goaltending let you down because then that is stuff you can correct in the offseason
1: and slack for jack
0: yeah yeah uh, whack it for jacket uh, well I mean uh, maybe not maybe hmm. not yeah that's a little hmm. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that doesn't really make sense either but, uh, I mean, especially if you have a GM in there who is now going to, I guess, make signings or trades in the offseason, then I really don't think it's a bad idea to tank it out. But I really, I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like they're just going to do the opposite and just do enough trades to make it into the postseason.
1: They're 100% going to do that. And yeah, it's, and then lose the first round. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. The thing is, if you're going to tank a year, this is the one.
0: Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is the one. And, uh, I I mean, even next season, they should be better. Like, there's no way that they're going to be this bad again next season, I feel like. I feel like there's just, especially with Fletcher coming in and pretty much being told to make moves, which it sounds like he has been. I I doubt they're going to come up with the same goaltending and penalty kill problems. I would just rather they fix them at the draft over the summer and just kind of let this ride. So they can get a chance at Hughes. Uh, but the... So was it? Uh, Elliot Freeman, too. Uh, when he was talking about... He had a couple of uh, thoughts on Fletcher in his 3rd thoughts column. And one of them was, uh, quote, The Flyers really wanted Fletcher. He met with Paul Holmgren and Comcast Best of course CEO Dave Scott in person, while at least one and possibly two other candidates were interviewed via video conferencing, which is believed to be Bill Zito and Dave Nones. Uh... There are a lot of things that will be interesting about Fletcher's first 100 days. In his initial comments to local reporters, he preached patience, but word at the Board of Governors meetings was some of the people who hired him aren't that patient. So, again, it looks like the the talk, talk the talk, but maybe Holmgren and Scott aren't going necessarily on walk the walk. It sounds like they're going to want some trades right here, right now.
1: Yeah, and that's Uh, not surprising. Yeah, why I mean, do this Hexton move if you really are willing to wait another year, right? Why do that yeah. now? Like, you do that move if you want the guy coming in to make a friggin' move. Right, right. And, and like, uh... we're clearly being sarcastic at the beginning of the show about him not making a move within the first eight days. Like, you can't just <laughs> come insane. in and be like, I'm making this trade. I'm making this trade. That's a move that's so crazy that only Paul Holmgren can do it. So, a guy like Fletcher comes in, he's evaluating the system. The fact that they it still haven't fired Dave Haxtall is amazing, and you know, that that speaks to some patience on Fletch's end.
0: When, so when do you think when do you think Haxtall's gonna get axed? Uh, I went with a really positive angle and said that they were gonna, the Flyers are gonna get blasted on Friday and Saturday night to the Oilers and Canucks, and then he might be gone, then. Uh, I think it
1: should be at the end of this road trip, but I wouldn't okay, so my realistic guess is after the holidays,
0: yeah, want to let him enjoy a little Christmas, just to uh, enjoy the Christmas without no heartache or anything,
1: yeah, happy Christmas That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> happy Christmas, enjoy looking over your shoulder the entire time <laughs> every time the phone buzzes, he just like gets tense, looks at, uh, is this it, hey, David Chuck, uh, I wanna to tell you one thing, and I'm.
0: Sorry I had to come up now, but uh, Merry Christmas. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> just, fuck, just fuck with them. Like, Just call them three or four times on Christmas.
1: Hey, did you get that bonus? Because yeah. it'll be your last this year.
0: Uh, 2019 next week. I'll see you. see you later, Davey. We'll see you in a couple of days.
1: <laughs> we had that meeting, right? What? On the 2nd.
0: Uh, 9 a.m. sharp uh, i mean i i think there is a possibility he finishes out the season too because there is no god and uh we as flyers fans have to live in the the most tortured timeline
1: there's if, definitely a possibility that he finishes the season because everything that fletcher has said essentially is that he wants to give Hackstall a fair shake however it's been four years. Hack hasn't changed. No, no, no. no. Give him more time. He, Give he him just more time.
0: needs a couple more seasons. That's he has
1: all. not gotten a fair evaluation. We have no idea what Dave Hackstall can really bring to the table. You know, just no, no clue <laughs> at all.
0: By the way, can we talk about the one uh, before we wrap up the, the Hackstall discussion? The one thing we touched on last night, and I've been thinking about it, and I really, I was looking at it more now, and it doesn't make any sense to me. What the fuck has Lindblom not gotten any ice time recently? Like, why is he on the fourth line again? Who knows? Because him, him and Patrick were doing pretty well. And Patrick, he had a secondary assist on Sunday for the very uh, critical goal the Flyers scored in a 7-1 loss. And that was his first, that ended a 10-game point drought. And like his other, his last point was the internet goal against the Blackhawks. Uh I I feel like him and Limblom were doing pretty damn good on the West Coast trip, so why would that not be they reshuffled the lines today, uh and it has uh, it's JVR, Connect me, Rafa Katori, Voracek, Lawton, Patrick Simmons, Limblom, Veroni, uh Weese. Why why not just flip uh Lawton
1: and Limbaugh? I don't understand it. Yeah, I, like I, I, I don't get it. Did he forget to flush before Dave went in there, did he maybe park in his parking spot? I I, I don't know.
0: Made a made a, a sassy comment about wakeboarding.
1: Oh, that <laughs> that's the one way to get into Dave dog doghouse. That's actually what ghosted the during his his second year.
0: <laughs> just skating around the ice. Oh, look at me on wakeboarding. Just Dave <laughs> just at the bench, just shaking his head, <laughs> biting it. Just uh, grinding his teeth, hey, that motherfucker. He'll he'll learn. He he won't make fun the,
1: of him. the balls he, on this guy. <laughs> he
0: he won't make fun of W B anymore. R F P R F P D the, uh, the W B frog, but uh, W B. <laughs> so I mean, uh, yeah, do you think there's any chance he's here next season? If he's here next season. The, if he's
1: here next season, I think we need to have a daily protest outside the Wells Fargo center.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to let it happen. If it, if it comes to the next season, yeah, I'll be outside uh, screaming, uh, throwing things at the Wells Fargo center, challenging Holmgren to fight me in the parking
1: lot. That's sure. <laughs> I might just, lose a lot of
0: those fights. <laughs> Craig
1: Forsythe is just walking around in a circle shirtless outside the Wells Fargo center yelling, Homer, come at me, bro. Come Where at me, you, bro. Paul? <laughs> Where are you, Paul? Are you too scared to take me on as a man?
0: Just shirtless, and chugging high life in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> you finish your high life, chug it, <laughs> just toss it right at the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs>
0: cops come up they're like buddy dude it's like august 21st it's 2 p.m can you please just go home like quit yelling about flyer stuff right now nobody cares
1: 100 degrees are you (laughs) are you dehydrated i'm fine i'm fine i'm not going i'm not going home until paul holmgren fights me (laughs) paul holmgren is not here he's at his lake house
0: (laughs) bring him to me We'll oh. Just rent
1: the Broad Street hockey helicopter and oh, yeah. take you, you up there.
0: You weren't supposed to tell people about that. That's very exclusive, very, uh, very high very end.
1: Exclusive, very high end. The best. So much
0: elegance, so much grace. So, speaking of elegance and grace, I'll, I'll get this in here real quick because there's really not any uh, elaborating uh, witness to uh, two gentlemen's backhanders uh, over the last week. Uh, Evander Ooh. Kane. Evander Kane against the Arizona Coyotes. And I believe Logan and Tor in the same game also had a gentleman's backhander. So, once again, such class, such elegance, such grace. Gentleman's backhander. Just letting them know he had the score on them, but not too happy about it and still respects you as an individual. So, Gentleman's backhander. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, I feel like Hacksaw's going to be the first domino to go. Ben Lappy. Oh, I would assume Lappy. Uh But this is... It sounds like he might try and make a small trade first, which is not, uh, you gotta not a, yeah, gotta,
1: gotta a... You got to give Hack a chance.
0: Yeah, got to gotta bring it. Got to give him all the
1: tools. He doesn't have any tools in that toolbox. Yeah. Opens it up. It's just a hammer. That's it. <laughs> that hammer is Claude Chiru. And he's got nothing else. You got to get him some screwdrivers. A Phillips head would be nice. Just real
0: real quick, to go back to the Lindblom thing, he had eight points in seven games. Like, eight points in seven games. Not good enough. And then Patrick and Lindblom together like that line with four didn't have two they just didn't have points at two straight games like that's all it was not that they that they looked bad like Lindblom hit a post I think against Florida and that line pretty much led the comeback uh or not the comeback but they lost two to one but they were the only line that was like really bringing heat in the third period uh and then the devil's game unfortunately nobody scored with the ideal lineup. And then that was kind of it for the, uh, the Limblom Patrick experiment. But I mean, they both have kind of been MIA for a while. I don't understand why, you know, if you think Limblom's having a problem and you know, Patrick's not been doing great. Why not just be like, well, maybe we should put them back together. I don't understand. I don't know where the, I, I don't know how that logic doesn't line up to him, but I mean, again, we're going to sit here and dissect uh hacks logic. We could be here for a minute.
1: Yeah, so, and but, you know uh, what happens when we're here for a minute? That minute it's is not a, three it's hours. Like days,
0: yeah, we'll <laughs> be here till Christmas just talking about Hackstop moves.
1: <laughs> Two days of podcasting later, uh, Greg. The thing we're missing about Dave Hackstop. Oh God, I need some water. Is I forgot. Oh God, I forgot.
0: Uh. Also, Freeman mentioned this, and uh, this was one of the guys that popped in my head first for a prospect they should trade because uh, I I think he is going to be an NHLer at one point in time, but he is not really, I guess, vital in the big picture. I feel like he might be a a guy that gets uh, blocked out by the numbers, but uh, from Freeman, he said one scout said Hexall left behind a couple of late rounders with potential. Ohio State's Tanner Lazinski and Verdun and Manitoba, I guess. Uh, Wyatt, Wyatt Kalyanuk, who plays at Wisconsin. No guarantees, but they've got a chance, he said. Uh, and I, I think Tanner Lazinski is a guy that I feel like you, you, sh- you could just throw into a deal to sweeten the pot. It could help bring back a big name. So when they trade for that veteran presence of Brent Seabrook, for Sandheim, they could throw in Tanner Lazinski to make it a better deal for the Hawks.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You just got to sweeten the pot a little bit. That's yeah, how mean, trades are done.
0: If you want to get Brent Seabrook, you got to give up a lot of young talent for him. So,
1: well, that's how you get Brandon Manning to get tossed in, also.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just bring the uh, Blackhawks uh, second pairing, the team that has not yet cracked 10 wins.
1: That's going to solve. All of the Flyers' problems. That's
0: that's how bad the Blackhawks are right now. Is we as Flyers fans are openly mocking the Blackhawks. That's bad. <laughs> a, fan, yeah, a team that should we have fired no our ground. GM. Yeah, we have a, a team that people know Dave Hakstol is still our coach. Like that is a thing. Like everybody's still aware of it, and we are on a podcast making fun of the Blackhawks. That's how lowly they are at the moment. But, I was uh, the last
1: person. To call for Hackstall's firing, and I am screaming it daily. (laughs) But hey, we're still better than the Blackhawks.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh,
1: you know, fuck the Blackhawks.
0: I mean, they kind of had this coming, and uh, I'm happy. It's uh, I'm happy. It's looking pretty rough right now. It's gonna suck when they win the draft lottery in uh, in the spring. But right now, pretty funny. I like the jokes. That's the that's the that's the other reason why I. Or not the other reason. That might be the only reason why I'm kind of paranoid for the the reasons why the Flyers should tank. Because I feel like they could tank, and then they would, knowing them, they would finish fourth behind the Devils, the Kings, and the Blackhawks. Three teams that I I I can't think of three other teams right now. I would want less to have Jack Hughes than those three that we re- have a realistic chance.
1: That does sound like hell.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty bad. Be some shit. The Penguins somehow missed the playoffs and got really lucky. I feel like the league would have to step in at that point. Like if if the the Penguins
1: Penguins got Jack Hughes, you might as well not even have an NHL.
0: Yeah. Like if they, if the Penguins were like the last team outside the playoffs and then they got super lucky and landed Jack Hughes, I think the league would have to be like, we, we, you know, we can't do this. You guys are aware that we can't actually let this go on, (laughs) but uh, yeah. So what defensemen, Top nine forward or goalie, which one do you think happens uh, if they're saying before the holiday freeze, December 19th, which would be Wednesday? So a move done before we would record next. Uh, Do you think any of those three happen? And if so, which one?
1: I think if any of them happen and I'm skeptical, but I think goalie is the one because that's the hot button issue. That's the one that everybody's getting on the flyers about. That's often pointed to as Hexdall's maybe greatest failure
0: yeah.
1: in his time. And it's, it's just the issue. And if anything's going to be done, that's it. Uh, if they bring in a defenseman, I don't know who they're bringing in and I'm scared of the price. They're going to pay for it. And what was the other position? Just, just top forward nine in forward. general, top yeah. nine forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean do much they even that. need a top nine forward? I mean, Raffles on the second
0: line right now, and that's with uh, Yeah, but Kittura. that's Dave Haxtall I mean, that is the so that is when you move Couturier back to center. I mean, when you look at it, they are they would need another winger if you keep Drew at center, which is another point of debate right now. But even if you yeah. have him on the top line, it's still uh... I love Nolan Patrick, but he hasn't exactly been blowing the doors off this season. I don't think it'd be the worst thing for him to get Third line minutes and kind of take the pressure off. I, I will yeah. if
1: only they paired him with somebody who he's familiar with. See and it, succeeded uh, with in the past.
0: Yeah, again, I mean, I, I would, I would like those lines if they just put Lindblom and Patrick. Like if that was the third line, I feel like they would do damage. And let's just I,
1: throw Sanheim on the second line.
0: Sure, you may as well. I mean, he's been <laughs> he's been the most talented it. offensive yeah. <laughs>
1: players on this team right now. He's Got a
0: nose for the net. Yeah, that's how to drive it to the net for chances. So not against it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at those lines, though, uh you know, Raff on the second line, Lawton on the third line. I don't know. I it, It's not a pressing need, but it, I guess it wouldn't be the end of the world if they added a, uh, another forward. So, yeah. I, I mean, I would go... See, the thing that's tricky about goalie is it's really hard to trade for a goalie in season just because I think the only goalies that are free agents that are actually good that are on teams that aren't making the postseason are like craig anderson and jimmy howard and i would be i mean if you're looking to make a run this year and maybe not commit to a guy both those guys are fine again i i really don't need to see a a futures for craig anderson or jimmy howard trade in my lifetime but
1: doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, I
0: guess we're doing it. Uh, if those were the options, that seems like it'd be a pretty easy trade to make. Uh, but I don't know if they would be a thing where. I, I think even like the, the wings, I don't think the wings are that far down the standings. I'll, I'll take a look. But <laughs> the GMs think they always have a chance until like after the deadline. So I well, think the really hard. the point
1: gap differential anymore is just ridiculously small. Yeah. So it's like the difference between first and last is not what it used to be.
0: Yeah, and like if you're four points out with like three weeks left every GM's like, oh, we're so good chance. but you, I mean, they really don't. Um, oh, the Red Wings, never mind, the Red Wings are three points out. So I don't even really know if the Red Wings would be a good option to make a trade. Uh, Florida has Luongo and Reimer. Reimer. Uh, and then the Devils, I mean, the Devils aren't going to give the Flyers a goalie. That's uh, that's poppy cock. That's not bad, but... <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, Craig Anderson, Craig Anderson for centers <sighs> are kind of dumb. Craig Anderson for a fifth. Sure. And then you got a, uh, got a little postseason run.
1: Then you uh, got uh what? Uh, 10 goalies on the roster at that point.
0: Yeah. Go out one. That is uh, arguably better than the rest of them. Maybe.
1: Not even like a slam dunk option, but uh, I'd well, say Anderson's probably better than than any of those options. And uh, no offense meant to stole tender the goaltender, who's done some some nice work recently.
0: Yeah, actually, you want to talk about the goalies? The the goalie, uh, the goalie we have right now, and the goalie apparently, according to leaks within the Flyer organization, they might be taking a run towards this summer. Wow! Wow! Uh, still ours stole the goalie, of the goaltender, has been good, in my opinion, and he that's just one man's opinion.
1: Pretty good.
0: Yeah, his I I'm, I'm not even sure of his numbers because I think they may have been hurt a little bit from the uh, the Leafs and the the Jets games, but did really good in Pittsburgh. Did really good in Buffalo. Did pretty good against the the Blue Jackets. I, I feel like the games in Pittsburgh and the, against buffalo he was actually maybe the key reason why they they won and i know again i said it last night too but 6-2 win you know it's really hard to take away a lot from a 6-2 win uh with in terms of uh negative aspects but the game was two nothing buffalo at one time and stolarz made some big ass saves when they were down by two goals so to be able to come back i mean once he he prevented it from being three nothing or four nothing and the flyers fall into the hole they usually fall into. Uh they were able to turn around and got some uh got some key goals. Got a a beautiful shorthand goal from Claude Drew, which might be the uh the, the sassiest goal all season. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Uh and uh yeah, I mean pretty good penalty kill. But it, it was a lot of Stollars. Oh, and yeah, it,
1: for sure. And uh Stollars is uh numbers for the record he's two one and one with a 339 GAA and an 898 save percentage. Yeah, but see. again, a lot of that was not helped by the shellacking in Minnes or in uh Winnipeg. Uh the thing and, is and Toronto. And Toronto. Yeah. Uh but with you know that that Buffalo game you make a good point, bringing up the fact that he despite a couple early goals, he kind of just batten down the hatches and yeah. and tightened things up and kept the flyers in the game, which is something a lot of the Flyers goaltenders have not done. It's it just spirals out of control so quickly that you look up and, oh, it's 7-1. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think the only, I guess, blemish for Stalars was the. Uh, he led in a really soft goal against the Blue Jackets. I think it was a it was a Jones first goal, not the overtime one. The overtime one here is kind of uh It was uh, left to hung out to dry by uh, by Proveroff. But the, the first one was Seth Jones was trying to make a pass. And he just slid it on the ice to Stolarz, and he let it go in. But uh, besides that, again, yeah, eight ninety eight is not impressive, but it was. He's been pretty good, uh, according to uh, Rick Rick Wilson's uh, analytics department. So good old eye test. Ooh, the but, good old uh, eye test. I think the thing with Stolarz, I think I'm not. I'm happy for him. Uh, I'm happy he's finally getting some time now. Uh, I just. Charlie summed up pretty well last night that uh, he he doesn't really have a future here though because I mean theoretically you're gonna bring in Carter Hart next season who got his uh, first career uh, professional shutout on Friday in a one nothing win over the Bears twenty six save shutout beautiful
1: beautiful Uh,
0: but if you're bringing up up. if you're bringing up Hart next year do you really want the other guy uh, to be Anthony Stolarz like do you want a Stolarz Hart tandem? Like it's a, a thing and where
1: it worked for me in NHL 17. So <laughs> it's absolutely. So shut up and roll with work it. Work in real life. Yeah. Come on. Fair. That's what a Professional NHL was NHL GM would do work with a young guy who has had a history of horrific knee problems and yeah. a, an inexperienced rookie. It's a, yeah. it's a great combination. Definitely going to work.
0: Look, I can't remember the last time the fires went to the season with, inadequate goaltending so i it would be a nice change of pace it just doesn't see what it's like yeah like fires are pretty much a team built on solid goaltending and it's just it's it's a weird time right now having goalies that just don't help the team out so not used to it don't know what to do and speaking of goalies that uh have been here and apparently might be coming back uh according to chris johnson of Sportsnet, we'll say uh Believes to have uh, heard some rumors from those in the Flyers organization that one Sergei Bobrovsky, a.k.a. Bob, could be coming to Philadelphia this summer.
1: Well, it must not be Paul Holmgren leaking that information because he just callously traded him away in the first place. So. <laughs> it uh yeah, Still but, bitter. Still bitter. Why not but, just trade for him now? Buy low on Bob. He looks like shit this year. <laughs> buy low on Bob. I just, again... I'm kind of a
0: little anxious because I really don't want to lock up a lot of money into them. And then, uh,
1: didn't we just get salary cap space this past year? Got to use it up. They're got to use it up. You're not spending it. What are you doing with it?
0: Yeah. If you, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it to quote the forty year old virgin. So, I mean, if you got cap space, you have to, uh, you got to use it right now. And I'm surprised. I'm surprised the Flyers uh they haven't been forced to fold because they have cap space. So luckily Gary Bevins giving him a pass, bring in a new GM to throw money at a uh, Sergei Brabrowski. I do enjoy the idea and it's not gonna happen. Although good. Uh they trade for Bob or sign him. Give him a ginormous contract. Bring up Car bring up Carter Hart, but because they signed Bobrovsky to a long term contract. You gotta trade Hart away because you can't you know, you're not going to be able to operate with him as your backup and you can probably get a lot for him.
1: Oh, yeah. Lay and it then, on me. Keep it Oh, yeah. Carter, Hurt gets,
0: Carter Hurt gets uh, two business with Columbus. So it's just it's all history repeats itself. Oh, I can't that's wait. What, yeah, that's <laughs> the <laughs> stuff.
1: Yeah. I'm doing the Jack Nicholson and the Departed <laughs> nod right now, my favorite GIF. So this is this is the stuff.
0: You guys want to make a trade? <laughs> You had a you're doing a better Jack Nelson than me though, before the show.
1: I was, I was.
0: All right, now, okay. Not gonna bring it on the air. That's fine. All right, I'll leave myself out there. I get <laughs> it. <laughs> My terrible impression, but okay. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's just no way that Bob coming here would be a good thing for a lot of reasons. Uh, there's no way.
1: I mean, the playoff would... record has really been stated as a reason. Yeah. And, and he's going to be playing. I, the I'm too. more concerned. You know, I, I I've mentioned this before. I'm like the, the bitter ex-boyfriend with Bob where I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> what could have been. But at the same time, like that playoff record is a concern and more concerning to me is wasting that cap space that they just got back. Yeah. I mean, and also, yeah, you do have to think about Hart being potentially ready next year and being the guy. I think you have to give him that fair chance to be the guy and the better and people aren't going to want to hear this, but the better move might be to have stopgap guys in between. Well, that's it,
0: why. Yeah, that's that's why this whole goal thing situation right now is just. Uh, for lack of a better term, is funny, I guess, because you really don't. I, I don't want to lock down a guy like Bob. Not because he's a terrible goalie, but because there's no way it's going to work where you can. You're going to be able to sign him for like a year or two. Like, he's not going to want to be a stab, stopgap guy. He's going no, he to wants to be pay. the guy. And yeah. he
1: wants like eight to nine million a year to be the guy. Which yeah. the and Flyers for like should years. not pay for a goaltender.
0: Right. And a stopgap guy is a, a smart solution. However, they've got to be they better actually, stopgap guys. Right. Well, <laughs> that's the thing.
1: That's, that was Ron Hextall's plan. It was Elliot and Neuverth, stopgap guys, Carter Hart ready two years, then he's the guy. And Ron, you could really argue that Ron failing on his stopgap guys is what got him fired.
0: Yeah, I, I think him not addressing it after one year where it was a complete failure was reason for him to get fired. Like him after watching 2017-18, having to watch Lion and trading for Mrazek, and then coming into the season with Elliot and Neuberth and being like, all right, Everything's a burrito. We got it from here. It's gonna be smooth sailing. Nito
1: burrito. Pleasant. Yeah. What? What? No, no, no. That's no. one way to say it.
0: <laughs> I think there's only one way to say Nito burrito, and I think I just said it. So, do you have other ways to say Nito burrito? Nito burrito. Oh, there. We- hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends again. Okay. <laughs> I just picture him like outside of a bowling alley, like talking to people. Uh, you guys, uh. You guys want some Mexican? <laughs> Little place called Nito Burrito.
1: <laughs> you go to the Lakers game and then <laughs> you get some Nito Burrito and that that's a night. That's your night with Jack Nicholson.
0: <laughs> How old is that dude? He's like he's gotta be out there, right?
1: Uh, 102 at least. 102, yeah. I mean
0: the shrouding they come out in nineteen forty four, so he's been around for a minute.
1: Or was that just the picture that they show at the end of The Shining. Oh,
0: spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: spoiler alert for a movie that came out in the late 70s or early 80s. I'm not sure. I think it's late. Hey, 70s. we don't know.
0: You know, people may have been. Somebody made have dvr that. They're like, man, I'm gonna, I can't wait to watch that you when know, I, I get help from work. I, I but can't first. wait to
1: watch this horror classic. The, Sh- the Shining?
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, it's almost, I hear
1: it's pretty neat. It's almost Elevator Christmas. Elevator of Blood. Creepy I want twins a in a hallway. <laughs> Guy aggressively throwing a ball in a giant hotel. Well,
0: I'm just saying, if it's if it ruined an experience for a listener, this is not my fault. It is Stephen's fault. I don't believe in spoilers.
1: I will spoil the want... shit out of the Shining if you want. <laughs> I'll do the entire plot description right now. <laughs>
0: Not going to talk about The Shining. We're not going to talk about like Sandlot or any other movie that he could be looking forward to watching. Because, you know, the, the the whole idea of a movie is the the uh, suspense that built up and not knowing what's going to happen. So, but anyway, the yeah, here's Homer. Years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's why. Hey,
0: uh,
1: what's that? What were you going on with? Let's continue. Uh, that is that you putting a bow on the goaltending conversation?
0: Well, I was going to say, yeah, just to circle back and kind of finish it off. Uh, the, the goaltending, yeah, it should be a stop stopgap guy. And that's why I'm kind of curious if uh, a Jimmy Howard or a Craig Anderson makes sense right now. It, Jimmy Howard's had a pretty decent season. I don't know if people are, I like Howard. <laughs> yeah. I know they're asking for us. I think it was a first, by the way. No, you're... I don't like him for that. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Howard's in right now, by the way, but I believe Jonathan Bernier did uh, did most of the work in the six to one trouble that the Red Wings are going through. So I
1: like Craig Anderson too, you know, for a fifth. Sure, if you really so desperately need to address the goaltending situation this season, <laughs> you'll get Craig Anderson. I'm yeah. fine with that, and also I'm kind of fine with Corey Crawford <laughs> if that's an option. But
0: I I would like Corey Crawford the most, I think, but it's I uh, I
1: don't want quick. That contract is terrible.
0: Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah, we were, we were going through this last week. Yeah, yeah quick. we went through
1: this last week. And Bobrovsky's just, as we just discussed, going to want too much, even though yeah, I'd love I mean, to see some Bobrovsky redemption in Philadelphia. Yeah, I just don't... Like,
0: again, the playoff numbers scare me, but I just don't think there's any way... There's no way Bob comes here, and I think I'm happy about it. Like, I think it's either going to be too much term, too much money, or just he's ultimately going to fall flat in the playoffs or something. So I don't, I don't know. I'm just not too, uh, not too pumped about it, but
1: that's a, that's another caps goal, making this a six to one game. This is, uh, not exactly a great featured game to be watching during the cast.
0: Alex Ovechkin, 21 hat tricks now over his career. That's ridiculous. Yeah. My friend was telling me, uh, not Ovechkin, but, uh,
1: your friend Ovechkin?
0: No, my friend Alexander Ovechkin. Ever heard of him? No, there was a... Because uh, Ovechkin, you know, uh, halfway decent goal scorer, it made me think of Patrick Laine. And apparently there was a uh, debate on Reddit like a month ago of who would you Where rather... Where all the
1: best debates happen. Yeah,
0: yeah, the, the most logical. Uh, who would you rather have, Patrick Laine or Matthew Chuck? And I can't help... But just always think, uh it's gotta be Patrick fucking Line because the guy can't stop scoring goals. Like, I don't understand how that's... He had uh... five
1: goals in a game this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, my thing is just, you know, I get he might be one-dimensional, uh, but if that one dimension is scoring every goal imaginable, I think it doesn't matter.
1: How the... do I get that dimension on my team?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, imagine Patrick Line with Claude Drew. Holy baby, that would be a... Uh...
1: That's just disgusting. That's
0: one spicy maple, yeah. Uh,
1: anyway. Uh, uh, so, actually, since we were talking about trades, I just quickly want to address the the podcast question I threw out tonight. Oh, yeah, may go. May God have mercy on my soul for asking the question I did tonight, because I should have known these know the question, types yeah. of responses were going to come. But foolish me thought <laughs> I'd get some <laughs> serious trade suggestions out of this crowd. Oh, God. oh boy. So I, I asked... You, the listeners, or at least the Twitter followers, uh, we are Chuck Fletcher. Propose us trades, and we will give them yays or nays or mess. So we asked for trade suggestions. You supplied them. We got a good amount of responses, so I'm going to try to buzz through these. So, Craig, I'm going to read you these trade responses. I want your quick take on it, okay?
0: All right. I'm going to remove the, the mayor part. I'm going to give a yay or nay.
1: Okay. Yay or nay. That's all it is. Yeah, okay, John Sideshow <laughs> Taylor Hall for Andy Mack, Yuri Latera, and a conditional twenty 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 three sixth sixth round pick.
0: I want to hang on to that pick, but I think I'm pulling the trigger, I think I'm going yay.
1: Lazarus Paradise AMAC to St. Louis for a 2035 seventh round <laughs> pick, <laughs> done which Flyers GM AMAC. We'll proudly, we'll choose to proudly select a Mac jr.
0: Yes. All of that. I want all this. To happen. I'm actually going to be upset if none of that happens now.
1: That one is <laughs> amazingly elaborate. I really enjoy just all the dimensions being that's, presented that's to us good. there.
0: <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you can't rule out Andy Mack coming here because he is a former Flyer. So.
1: He is a former we have in the front
0: office with fucking uh, Blair Jones and Yaroslav Modri, so I'm excited.
1: <laughs> and let's not forget about uh, about penalty kill coach. Uh, uh, it'll probably be... Um, what's Chris Vandevelde. Yeah, Chris Vandevelde, That's what oh, I was yeah. trying to think okay, of. Yeah, He's yeah. so inconsequential, I couldn't <laughs> think of his name. But God, that used to be a thing here. Oh, my God. Yeah, Dave yeah. Axtell uh Koster 90 voracek hag Cates, lisinski and a 2021st to st louis for tarasenko and pareko
0: oh i mean that's not happening that's
1: actually but that's 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 a a lot
0: that is a that's i mean i'm saying yeah because i'll take tarasenko and um and pareko and also i feel like I feel like if they're going to trade a core guy, I I think I mentioned it before, but I think Voracek might be that guy. Uh, I don't know who would take it, and again, again, as I said earlier, thank God that guy threw in Luszinski, so that's pretty uh, that's pretty funny. But who who are the flowers going up again? Voracek, Luszinski,
1: Hag, Cates, and a twenty twenty first.
0: I mean that uh, yeah, I mean that's too much. Uh, I think that's too much prospects to get. Uh.
1: Who would you cut out?
0: What? Oh, no, 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 I mean, like, that's too many prospects for the Blues to pull the trigger with getting rid of both Teresanko and... Uh, oh, okay. So think I there think there, there would need more... to be more NHL-level guys, uh, level guys there. I see. I, again, and... It's funny that we're doing the trade thing because I usually hate trying to throw together like fake trades because I have no idea. Like, I will say things and then two minutes later, I'm like, that trade makes no sense. So <laughs> I'd rather just let the trades happen than just go from there and try and figure them out. But
1: fair enough. Well, I- I'm all about putting you on the spot here. So, yeah, yeah
0: thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> New Year, Steve 95, the Dutch Gretzky for Connor McDavid. Who says no?
0: Yeah, I mean, I the Oilers shouldn't. I don't know if you see if they've seen Dale Weiss this year, but I would pull the tra-
1: he is the Dutch Gretzky.
0: <laughs> I would, everybody trade, loves him. Look, I said it once and I'll say it again. I would trade Dale Weiss for Connor McDavid. I'm not afraid to say it, so I'll let that be hashtag sh- sorry, not sorry. Let that be known.
1: Oh, yeah. United Hate of America president Craig Forsyth back Trading at him. Yeah, <laughs> and fun fact on that note, I found out this weekend that. My grandfather, who absolutely does not listen to this is show, Dale absolutely is Dale no, um <laughs> who absolutely does not listen to this show. And uh, it, we have not had this conversation before, but I found out that my grandfather hates Cole Beasley. Oh, good. Good. All right. Like he, we're watching, we were watching the Eagles Cowboys game together, which is the last mention of that disgraceful Yeah, game. we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Cole Beasley comes up and he's like, I hope somebody kicks the crap out of him.
0: <laughs> hey, he's a little pissy. I, I don't know what it is about him, but I just, uh, he, oh, Just, I was just like, I, I don't think it's yeah, everybody it else. Run
1: in the, it must run in the family, this hate of Cole Beasley.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, know, I
1: don't know what it is
0: about him. I just, I just want to punch his face. I, he's got a very punchable face i don't know if there's anything you can do about it it's just you
1: know because oh, he's looking in a mirror at himself without a football helmet <laughs> elijah <laughs> nettleton okay, who okay, goes okay. by the name art Vandelay, which is a great reference a very good uh, Corey crawford for a second
0: yeah i mean again yeah i think i i think i would do that i think that might be the the most I would leverage a future for the goaltender situation as a second. But again, I don't even know if... I mean, it depends on what the Hawks are doing, because they could very easily just say, fuck it, and just start giving up pieces. And if that's the case, you could probably get Crawford for maybe a little bit more than a second. But I'm taking Crawford for a second, yeah.
1: All right, I I can get down with that one. I can get down with that one. X Z Y Lovich, And I could be saying that wrong, but I don't care. Uh, Wayne Simmons for Edmonton first round pick or Jesse Pujarvi.
0: I mean, yeah. Uh, simply for the fact that I feel like he had to get something for Simmons right now.
1: Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm getting an Edmonton first, but I might, right.
0: but I would absolutely, I mean, as a fires, as the Flyers, I would take either of those trades. and Pujarvi is a young, um, you know, he's a young prospect. He hasn't really been doing that great in Edmonton, but maybe a change of scenery. A lot of untapped potential there. I, I, w- I might be against see it.
1: a change of scenery trade coming up soon, too.
0: What, for the Flyers?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if the Flyers will trade away the guy who needs to change the scenery or if they'll take on a guy who needs yeah. to, needs a change of scenery. I've well, seen people kind of float Tarasenko for Voracek straight up out there,
0: which I, is interesting in that regard. Yeah, insane. But I, I feel like it's not insane to think that Tarasenko and Voracek would be at the root of a trade between the two teams. I mean, the Flyers would have to give up more because we're talking about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, who is one of the most explosive players in the league. So I think they would. Yeah. Uh, and Vo- I mean, I love Voracek, and he hasn't exactly had the uh, greatest season and doesn't have the greatest contract, but uh, he's not Tarasenko. So they, I think they would have to still give up some for that. Imagine if the Flyers got Tarasenko and then Hacksaw's like, nah. nah. Doesn't play two-a-game third line. <laughs> third line. Easy. Third line with Dale Weiss and Scott Law. Get in there. Make something happen.
1: Jerry Temple flip Simmons for Crawford, then Chicago can flip Simmons for Futures at the trade deadline.
0: Oh, uh, so, yeah, I think I, I would do Simmons. Again, I think almost anything Crawford I am pro... That trade and Simmons, like I just said, I would. I mean, I would. I would pretty much accept any trade for Simmons right now because, you you got to trade him, or you're just gonna lose out on a uh, potentially big return for something. Not a big return, but you could definitely get something for Simmons. I think. Even
1: I think now, you can get something for Simmons, and, I mean, based on the reports that came out, or not even reports. Ron Hextall talking about the negotiations yeah. with Wayne Simmons it doesn't sound like the Flyers and Simmons are on the same page on his value. And there's a lot of teams that are competitors that really think a guy like Wayne Simmons is the glue guy. They need for the playoffs, that grit guy who's going to come in there and, and kind of put them over the top. I know, you know, I heard Boston mention his name. Toronto is kind yeah. of foaming at the mouth thinking about it.
0: Yeah. By the way, just real quick, I was looking at my phone and I got an update from, uh, the NHL app that says Max Scherzer loves the Caps, and I'm just wow. like, "Thank you for telling me." Yeah, Well, exactly. Thank you. I just want updates on what other random non-hockey athletes like. I want to know: Does Nathan I mean, Peterman love the Islanders? Like, I want to know. You already know
1: that... Bryce Harper loves the <laughs> <He's talking laughs> loves the Vegas ice. Golden Knights, which yeah. was the first indicator he wasn't going to re-sign with Washington.
0: Real, uh, real quick, what's going on with the uh, what's going on with the Phillies hot stuff? All I know. Manny
1: Machado is going to be in town on Saturday. Yeah,
0: and again, I would rather him sign here than with New York. But like I said earlier, there is no God, and sports are hilarious. So, Bryce Harper is just
1: trying to figure out the party scene at each place. Yeah, so that's, so the, uh, that's the big stuff right now, and the still and sign <laughs> Andrew McCutcheon, who uh, passed his prime. But I, I've always liked Kutch. I've always heard good things about him. So yeah, I,
0: I that feels like a. I know he used to be really good with Pittsburgh. I just haven't heard about him much. He was on the Yankees uh, last, right?
1: For like half a season, trade deadline yeah, guy.
0: So, I mean, uh, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I mean, maybe not if you have your eyes set on bigger things like Machado and Harper, but I guess that's not the end of the world, right? Again, I don't know anything. I, I, I'm so out of the loop on baseball now that uh doesn't really matter what I'm saying. You
1: know, when you're an Orioles fan, I can't blame you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what what, what do I look forward? to look forward to. I got the uh, the Red Sox returning as champs, and the Yankees are going to have Machado. So it's not exactly like it's not they great. Just hired, they just hired a new manager, who uh, some guy named Brandon Hyde. So uh, maybe he's good, maybe he's not. Who knows? It's a guy I've never heard of. So we're already off to a good start. <laughs> Love this too. <team. laughs>
1: so good. Things are great. Things are great. Sports yeah. are bad. Yeah, sports are bad. Yeah, it
0: could be better, but yeah. You know.
1: They're uh, pretty bad. They're pretty bad.
0: Uh, anime. Uh,
1: yeah, oh, yeah. We, we got a few more, so I'm going to try to post through them. Anime is bad. That's right. Anime is bad. Trade only expiring contracts like Wayne and Raffle for NHL ready-ish prospects and picks and stand pat everywhere else to continue the stealth tank for Hughes or Kako or we riot. Is that right, Kako? Kako? Gabbo? Again, Gabbo? Again,
0: I, I got made fun of last night by uh, some, some guy from Finland on Twitter, so I'm not going to I think it's Kaco, I don't know though. Uh but yeah, again that all is that's too logical for what I feel like is about to go down. So yeah, stealth tank is wonderful and uh trading expiring contracts for uh younger players, but I don't feel like any of that's about to happen. I feel like it's going to be expiring uh or maybe not expiring contracts, but like Simmons for a player that they could use for a while or a goalie so it, it's yeah. I don't think any of what he just said is going to happen. We'll see. IMO. Yeah, we'll see.
1: We'll find out. We'll see. A- XzyLovic came back and said, uh, I would also <laughs> trade Goudis or Hag for anything simply to give Phil, the thrill Myers, a roster spot trade Voracek Only if we get a good <laughs> offer, I'm all for continuing the tank. People want to continue the tank. Yeah. It's P- slack for Jack time, buddy.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is a, it's a franchise changing guy. Like they, we were talking about it before. It's just not a situation the Flyers are often in. And again, they're not like they're not a terrible team five on five. It's the special teams and goaltending, which are two things you can kind of address in the off season. But I mean, I'm not against a stealth tank. I just I don't think it's going to happen because you don't fire Hexall and bring in Fletcher to be like, all right, make sure we continue to suck. Like I feel that's, like they're going to want to make
1: Fletcher playing the long game.
0: Yeah. Long game. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I mean. Gutis I like I, I think Gutis is fine but I really wouldn't mind him being dealt for something especially if it meant Myers came up uh, and yeah so that that would be my that would be my comment yeah I mean obviously I would and Hag I'm not really I don't really care about Hag Hag can stare or go but <laughs> I don't really I don't think Hag's anything special sorry not sorry <laughs> got a lot of Cole Beasley on the show tonight I mean, we Cole- usually are way above the uh, national norm for Cole Beasley references in a show. But tonight we're a lot of Cole Beasley, uh, arguably too much Cole
1: Beasley. <laughs> there can never be. Actually, there is such a thing as too much Cole Beasley. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's any right. Cole Beasley. Uh, a few more. Um, our dear friend. I'm on. I think I got it right this time. Uh, Wayne Simmons through the Predators for Dante Fabro and a seventh. Jake, and a fourth to the Golden Knights for Cody Glass and Cody Eakin. That's a lot of Cody. Uh, I think of, both of these are at least semi-realistic in terms of value exchange.
0: So, go through each one again? because So, the you-
1: first one is Simmons to the Predators for Fabro and a seventh. Okay. And the second one is Voracek and a fourth to the Knights for Cody Glass and Cody Eakin. A double Cody, if you will. Cody Chrome.
0: So both of those trades are things I don't think happen again because of the whole uh, prospects in return. Like I would do that Simmons trade because Faber's pretty good, but again, I don't think that's a trade that Chuck Fletcher is making. Uh, and then the Sleep second on e two trades. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, sure. Chuck two trades probably has something up his sleeve. So we'll see. Uh, Cody Glass is very, very good. I see. I think I would want something more, and I I don't know. I this is what I was talking about the trades thing. Like I feel like that.
1: Hey man, if you think it deserves more, then go with it.
0: I I don't know. Like I feel like you should. I don't know if it's crazy to think you should get more for Jack than just Cody Glass. Uh, I mean Cody Eakin is you know fine, but I I, I really don't know. I don't know how much the uh, the trade equals out uh, the Vorchek check and uh, Cody glass elements, but I, I think one I other
1: one that I'm on throw it uh, through at us uh, packaging uh, like Jake with a bunch of like, it, uh, sorry, I completely fumbled this one. But another <laughs> option in the Predators trade could be go after Colton Sissons and trade Jake for a more prospect pick based package.
0: Uh, I I mean it would depend on the, the the prospects. Then I don't know too much about the Predators farm system besides uh, Fabry, Tolvanen. <laughs> maybe if they got Tolvanen, would be uh, maybe that's uh maybe that changes the uh the chances it happens. But the dynamic, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think. On the... a side note, by the way, thank God this hockey game is over because this Capitals <laughs> was, Red Wings game is game. as yeah. bad as the last Flyers game. Yeah. Actually, the Red
0: Wings did a better job. They only lost by four goals. Oh.
1: Oh, good for them. There oh. you go. Uh, Magic's Gopher said, Our Friend the Rat for Dale Weiss.
0: Oh, yeah, bring him back. Bring him in.
1: Yeah, our friend all day.
0: Yeah, all about R- our friend. RIPD, our friend.
1: John Dos Pasos, our favorite ghost. Uh, Patrick, for this monkey's paw. It grants wishes. Aren't the Flyers essentially a monkey's paw of an organization, though? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, pretty much, kind of. Well, did the monkeys Paul play for the Flyers?
1: I believe he played with Tim Kerr briefly in the (laughs) eighties.
0: Oh god, Tim Kerr! I don't know why, but just for some reason, bringing up Tim Kerr just like it's just such an isolated time frame. I guess just like the (laughs) eighties. I don't know why. It always cracks me up when people talk about Tim Kerr.
1: Good old Tim Kerr.
0: The the more effective Mike Knubel of the eighties.
1: Oh, that is a take right there. <laughs> he was no, he was good.
0: It was just if Mike Knubel scored fifty goals a season, Tim Kerr scored K'nubes. all his goals like in the crease, which was what Knubel did too. Weren't As exactly, was the uh, style at the time. Yeah, they weren't exactly uh, transitional monsters. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of greasy goals in front.
1: Well, everybody with a Tim Kerr jersey, the Twitter handle is sports <laughs> are bad. No, Knuble was good. I, I, I yeah. love my
0: Knuble. you know. I'm so. not I'm not saying Tim Kerr was bad. I'll just, you know, it was a uh
1: the sports are bad.
0: Yeah, sports in general are, are pretty terrible.
1: Drewski yeah. <laughs> Uh oh eight oh six, uh Yuri Latera for Cole Beasley, straight up oh. one for one. Oh the fans thinking... of that trade would be Michael Irvin, Nate Newton, and Bill Bates. Thank <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, we just bring him in. Uh, he he can't. United Hate of America all day. Yeah, just put him on the PK.
0: Honestly, if you put an NFL player on the penalty kill right now, could it get any worse? <laughs> like, honestly, could it get any worse? I mean, I feel like it can't.
1: D.E. Morin73, Simmons and NAK for price. Habs retained two to three million on last four years of term. Oh. That's a long, long contract.
0: That's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of terms, still. I, man. Uh,
1: the price is high.
0: I'm th- <laughs> I am going to say.
1: I'm going to pass on that one.
0: I, I, I don't want any part of that. The, price I, contract. I
1: hate that contract. I yeah. hated that contract when they got when they signed it, and
0: see, you and I, I, I think you and I differ on like how they handled that contract. Now we it do. sucks, but I just, I think,
1: I just Greg, don't. I looked into the future and I knew <laughs> this <laughs> contract this was gonna suck because you can't sign a goalie at that age to a contract yeah. that long and no, so that kind of cap it.
0: I just, I just don't know what else they were supposed to do. Like it, after the season he had in 2014, 15, just be like, no, you're good, go test free agency, because he was gonna get it. Feel like he was going to get that contract from somebody, and and uh, they'd be
1: the ones in cap hell for the next.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I I don't know. I just I don't
1: know. I I feel like they could have found a shorter term though. Nobody signs a goalie for that long.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good point.
1: Except but for the uh, Kings.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, again, what do we care? It's the Canadians. I hope they're. I hope they suffer through that the whole duration of that contract. And the whole time Shea Weber's in the uh, Montreal. So,
1: I mean, yeah, you know, already already better than PK Subban this year, though, based on a couple games. So,
0: oh man, it's going to be great. I mean, the Predators are going to be in it again this year. Like they're going to come real close. Uh, it would just be wonderful if they could actually do the thing, and pull it off like Phil Kessel did. They had the Phil Kessel Steve Simmons moment, but just the other way around for uh. T K Subban and uh, Canadians fans.
1: Hot dogs.
0: <laughs> By the way, uh, well, how many trades do we have left?
1: Uh, about t- two, three.
0: Okay, yeah, let's just go through them. Like, apparently, Kessel is there's rumblings that Kessel could have been traded,
1: uh, or there
0: were Jim Rutherford was testing the market on the Phil Kessel trade. So, uh, again, I don't think the I don't know if the flowers would be involved with in that or if. Brotherfear would deal him in the division, but just just putting it out there.
1: Just putting it out there. I'm just just, just letting people know. Yeah. Just letting people know. Uh, Team Warren seventy three also said A-Mac and a first for Kapanen. Sure. Okay. If I first... would love to live in that universe.
0: Casper Kapanen? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd. I think I'd do that one. Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. If that's yeah. Yeah, if that's not? an option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Lovich came back one more time and said goodbye. Low on Charlie Coyle. You like Charlie Coyle?
0: Oh my god, Tra- Charlie Coyle's is fine. I just, man, I, I the Flyers Twitter fucking loves. Him. <laughs> I don't Charlie know Coyle, why. the Coyle man. Like he seems to be like the name people. Where like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, this team needs Charlie Coyle. Yeah, he's just it's he's fine. Time. He's not. I don't think he's like a super underrated player. Like he's good, but it's just for some reason, it's just like the the passionate choice that all Flyers Twitter want, or not all Flyers Twitter, but just like a section of Flyers Twitter is always like, this team needs Charlie Coyle. (laughs) With all the other problems they have, they're just like, bring in Charlie Coyle, and uh,
1: everything else is gone. And I think this last one is as good of a note to end on as we'll get. ZTO bro said, A Mac and Yuri for a bag of pucks straight up.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You can what?
1: never have enough pucks, is what I say.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the story of the minor league baseball player that got traded for 10 bats? Did you ever hear that?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: That was like, I think it was probably like 10 years ago now, yeah. Minor league player actually got traded for like a bag of bats. And then I think he uh, got very upset that he became like the punchline of every joke and then... uh uh off themselves but traded for equipment so that's uh that was the thing that actually happened in professional sports at some level. So uh yeah, I think I'll trade uh your McDonald for a bag of pucks. Maybe uh I don't know from who.
1: I would love to just trade them for my favorite player, cash considerations.
0: Future <laughs> future considerations.
1: <laughs> well future player considerations to be named later. Yeah, player to be named later and future considerations are certainly good players. But if only I could get cash considerations <laughs> from the from baseball, that'd yeah. be the way to go. Yeah, yeah, them from yeah, just straight up money. That's fine. But thanks to everybody who chimed in. There always uh, yes, great to I hear can. from from the listeners a of, and a lot of again, trade offers. A lot of trade offers here, and yeah. uh, most of them insane. But that's what we expect <laughs> from totally the awesome. listeners of Fly Purple League. And great to see some more love for. Our friend, the rat, who is, you know, he's out there. keeping it on, keeping it on out there. And uh
0: yeah, living in for me forever. Living I do want to say, forever. I'm upset there are no uh, rights to Valerie uh, Vasiliev references. Nobody acknowledging the full cupboard of prospects we have. So get a lot for him. 7th round pick from 2012.
1: And a, uh, a has, quick like, shout out the <laughs> KHL. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Jay Hamps 10 Who had tweeted out to the account a few days ago And said no more Seattle Kraken How about the Seattle our friend And sent me a picture Of a red and black jersey With a big cartoon rat on the front Which is fantastic
0: Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> the Seattle, our friend.
0: What if they actually didn't name the team? That's just one major inside joke for our podcast. And just, like, I would retire. People got I, I, it.
1: I would 100% <laughs> retire the podcast on the dot. Like it's, we're, That would be the peak. We'd never get above that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll move to Seattle. I'll drink some coffee. I'll get rained on.
1: I love I'll coffee watch, and uh, rain.
0: Yeah. yeah. Listen to a lot of Alice <laughs> Chains. <laughs> Let's not
1: forget the number two Seattle team name, the Seattle, I hear the Japanese food's pretty good. <laughs> oh,
0: God, it's so good. <laughs> I hear the Japanese food is good on a three-on-two rush. <laughs> I hear the Japanese food is good going to the power play. Hopefully it's can tie the game.
1: And Robert Hag from I hear the Japanese food is good <laughs> races up and delivers a bone-crushing hit.
0: Oh shit! It's gonna be something real dumb that nobody wants. Oh yeah. The Seattle Mist. The Seattle Overcast. Something dumb like that. I still think they should go Seahawks. Yeah, I still think they should do something like that. Just Just to take the Mariners' name and run with it.
1: Power move, yeah. Yeah, it's a power move. Or what if they go with what if? they take a different type of power move. And so the, the Seattle Supersonics left and became the Oklahoma City fun, Thunder, right? Mm-hmm. What if they become the Seattle Thunder?
0: Yeah, I was going to, or just name their team the Oklahoma City Thunder and just play in Seattle.
1: The Seattle Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: <laughs> the, see, yeah, do the uh, Anaheim Angels thing, the Seattle's Thunder of Oklahoma City. <laughs> or The Oklahoma City Thunder of Seattle. I never understood what what was the whole, you know, what I'm talking about though. The Angels did that whole thing for a while. I don't think they're still doing it, right? Where they're the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim.
1: I think they are doing it right now, and they did that solely to get the Los Angeles recognition in their name. That's yeah, literally that's the only reason to do that.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that that is a uh... maybe
1: just drop the Anaheim portion because nobody gives a shit about Anaheim. Yeah, nobody cares. Were... Anaheim. It's literally right next to L.A., and there's no difference, and no one cares.
0: Yeah, like, what, what's going to happen? Like, is the MLB... being Hot like oh, no, no, no! takes from Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, What
1: uh,
0: what else we got here, Stefan? What else we got the jacket? There's a... Uh, I mean, I don't really want to talk about the games, mainly because the last game sucked a lot.
1: I just saw a breaking news story from The Athletic from uh, Michael Russo, who said, Sources, Brent Flor." leaving the wild reuniting as chuck fletcher's right hand man in philly. Oh, who's this? Michael Russo from no, the athletic no, no, the, just dropped uh... this. Oh, Brent Flair. He's he's Rick Flair's brother.
0: <laughs> Woo! oh, the woos
1: um, are coming back. Yeah, I'm just going to read this, okay? I'm yeah, just going to read there the first go. couple paragraphs. And there we you know, we'll find out who Rick Flair is to, or Brent Flair is together. <laughs> together Good God. Yeah. Woo. Um <laughs> Brent Flar, who joined the Minnesota Wild front office to be Chuck Fletcher's right-hand man way back in 2009, is leaving the organization to reunite with Fletcher, his longtime friend and colleague in Philadelphia, the Athletic has learned. Flar, 44, who has run the Wild's draft table since 2010, is expected to join the Flyers this week in Western Canada, sources said. He will assume the role vacated by Chris Pryor, who was fired two days after GM Ron Hextall was let go. Pryor's title was director of player personnel and assistant GM, and he headed the amateur scouting department. An announcement is expected as early as Wednesday. Okay,
0: so he's the new Chris Pryor, and we went through their draft history uh, last week, and it's uh, like I, I I felt like they did pretty good with the number of draft picks they had. So, uh, I mean, it's not I I'm okay with that hiring. I mean, I don't really yeah, know and, the guy in general, but it, 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 the the well, the Wilds seen the draft pretty well over the last uh, ten years or so, whatever Fletcher joined.
1: He's been with with Fletcher pretty much like their entire career. Like they they've just been like right hand men like the entire time. Yeah. Um. And then uh, so there is a piece on the Athletic uh analyzing the hits and misses in the Minnesota uh drafting. So that might be worth checking out. And um. Russo also says, uh, Flora is smart, a sharp talent evaluator, hardworking, witty, and incredibly, incredibly, incredibly sarcastic.
0: Okay, so none of that means anything. Well, I mean, it's
1: going it to just... mean a lot when Tim Panaccio's back and and just <laughs> goes to war with this guy.
0: I just want Tim Panaccio to come back because I want fake Panaccio to come back. Absolutely. That's all I want, yeah. But, uh, I got the, they're only like, how many? That Twitter account doesn't have too many tweets, but they're all golden. They're all, they're all golden gold. Tweets, yeah. They're gold, Jerry.
1: <laughs> gold, Jerry. You want to talk about Verone?
0: Uh, I'll want to talk about Veroni. <laughs> Verone. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Not uh, sorry. As, oh, as a person that has said every player's name correctly for the duration of this podcast and every other fly in the past, let me inform you that it's Phil Veroni, like baloney. Okay, Steve, and I learned so, that yesterday. I'll, I'll have so. to
1: watch more, watch more Channel sixty nine Electric Vision broadcasts for the fans. <laughs> I wish that the
0: fan was just played on Channel sixty nine, and then the Flyers played. I wish uh, Comcast uh, Sports Network was on Channel four twenty, so then we would just have the best hockey viewing experience ever. You know. Uh, so uh, apparently. So the the Phil Veroni call-up by itself is not that big of a deal, I guess. Like, Veroni as a player, because, I mean, he's
1: still fine. AHL, the AHL MVP, but, buddy. AHL MVP.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, what Fletcher said about the call-up was interesting. And he said, uh, and Charlie talked about this, or Charlie brought it up yesterday, but the idea that They called him up because he was doing really well in the AHL, and to reward him for how well he's done in the AHL, they wanted to give him an NHL call-up, which is a different approach than what Hextall had, which was uh, usually prospects only got called up when players got hurt, or it had to be an injury for that certain role. So it wasn't like a the best player, the best prospect down there. Those in the top six are going to get called up if Dale Weaves or another bottom six forward, went down. It was going to be a, a, a bottom six forward that also came up, which is why I think Col- Goldborn came up a little bit. Uh, and I I like it because, uh, I mean, it's a better way to round out the bottom six. I mean, I would take Veroni over guys like uh, Belmar and uh, Vandeville. But, yeah, again, we've only seen one game of Veroni, and it was a. It was a pretty bad game, so we really don't know what we have yet. But it's kind of a thing in the locker room where, uh, if you you know, if you know there's a chance you can actually get called to the NHL, maybe uh, maybe you'll start wanting to do stuff down the AHL rather than just knowing that you're going to be in the AHL the entire season. So
1: this well, also I guess, leads. But are, is there anybody down in the AHL really loafing, not thinking they're going to get a chance to get called up to the Flyers? That I don't know. I mean, the, the Phantom's been doing pretty good. That doesn't seem to be the case to me.
0: I th- I just look at it as a thing where I I think it could uh even though he just got suspended uh, David Kasic could maybe get a look this year because he's been doing pretty well or maybe we'll see Greg Carey which again isn't exciting but it's I I don't really I kind of like this idea more than the the waiting full it, cuz it was a thing where it didn't matter how well uh, a prospect was playing they still had to serve a certain amount of time in the minors before coming up, I guess. I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea that if you're doing well down there, you will get a shot and maybe in the near future to come up and play for the Flyers. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it pans. We'll see if, uh, if it happens more often or if this got, was just like a message type deal. That yeah, Fletcher's I got a bit. quick
1: question on Veroni though. Is he, is he subject to waivers to go back down?
0: I don't believe so. I know okay. he, I, I don't know. Cause I don't,
1: I just wonder how much of obviously the role based was part of why Hextall will call certain guys up, but yeah. Um, Hextal also really valued a lot of the guys he had in the minors in yeah, and he wanted Roles to, keep to them. Yeah. You know, keep them successful down there. So I, I mean, it's not a huge concern because we're talking about minor league talent, but yeah. I do like the idea of the Phantoms being a successful club that is used to nurture talent down there and, and get them that winning atmosphere before they come up to the club. But, yeah. um, you know, and on the other hand, very happy for Verone to get a chance. Uh, and certainly, you know, being a successful player, being, a uh, having a good performance should be rewarded with an opportunity to play for the big club. I, I'm certainly yeah. do not have an objection to that. I think,
0: well, I think for me, it just opens up the idea that maybe Phil Myers could actually be up here this year if, I don't know, if he keeps doing well. And
1: uh, Yeah, I mean.
0: I'm not really I, holding I, my breath, but.
1: Yeah. I, I've also gone on before, though, about, like, I really wish I knew a little more about development. But I do feel like there is a certain strategy to keeping these guys in the minors for the time they are for developmental purposes. Yeah. Um, it's nice to get those shots, but at the same time, my biggest concern is making sure that they're developed properly for the long run to become uh, uh, proper NHLers. So um, it's frustrating yeah. seeing you know high, valuable prospects shu- uh, shuffle back and forth, but at the same time, if that's the best thing for them, then I, I certainly want whatever's best for their development long term. Yeah.
0: yeah. At, at the very least, it is a seems like there'll be a different approach in the uh, the handling of call-ups, which I think, I mean, I think we could say was kind of a, uh, not a weak point, but just a, a problem that Hexel had, I guess. Like, he would only call up Goldborn, and it took until the Flyers looked pretty much dead in the water last year in the middle of a 10-game losing streak to get Miranda Martell up here. So maybe, who knows, maybe that's a thing that, won't be as uh, definitive with Fletcher. Like maybe it might be more open to the possibility of players coming up more than it was with the uh, Hexaw at the helm. Who knows? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, does it it's mean anything? Move. I don't know. Yeah. This is literally, it's his first I'm Talking move, about a so fourth line center. Yeah. It's his first, it's his first like actual move. So we gotta, we gotta talk about it, I guess, but right.
1: Like, if Myers comes up, that's going to be a big deal and I'm all about that or if Hart comes up uh which again I don't want to happen yet cuz I think he just got I, his bearings he just yeah. had his first shutout and y- you had the stats here from his last uh his last 3 in his last yeah. 3 games he's he's 3-0 and 0 uh 955 save percentage uh 134 GAA and a shutout so clearly Hart's starting to adjust to this pro level yeah, and I, adjust to the speed which is huge
0: yeah I I don't think I would be uh like I guess I wouldn't want hard up. I don't really want hard up at all this year. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I, I guess it is a nice motivation for guys. guy. Like maybe I don't know if they need a change on defense. Maybe we see T.J. Brennan after a loss, which I don't think would be the worst idea in the world. Especially when right now uh, you know theoretically if they had the two top pairs they do, and Hag and Gudis really aren't that mobile, maybe just bring uh, a in for a couple games. What what are you laughing about?
1: Kurt just tweeted at the account. Oh, okay. And uh had hashtag capital F Capital L lowercase A H R S FLARS. FLARS. <laughs> Let's go Flars. I don't really
0: have uh I mean surprisingly I don't have too many opinions on uh So sucks that it happened while we're doing the podcast. Cause we don't have that much, uh, research to bring it, but
1: still breaking news.
0: Pretty big news. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. The new Chris Fryer. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how he does in a couple of years. I mean, we're not going to know about these drafts until a couple of years from now.
1: <laughs> all right, Craig. Well, uh, a couple topics left. You want to go around the league or you want to do the, uh, Kassé suspension, <sighs>
0: I mean the country's potential was just uh he uh checked somebody in the head and is suspended for two games. I uh, forget the player he checked already uh but uh he's got thirteen points in twenty games this year he has twenty nine shots on goal minus one point five four relative of course four percentage and ironically a plus five penalty differential but uh yeah he's gonna miss two games uh I looked at the hit it was uh, it, I think it deserves a uh deserved suspension. But he's been I don't know, he's been doing pretty good in the uh the AHL. I think he's slowed down a little bit. But I still one of the nicer surprises, uh, and Rupsolf was a pretty nice surprise earlier this season, but now he's uh, out for the year.
1: The germ. Uh, oh, the, the germ, the, the ju- ju- germ.
0: Yeah, well, I guess everybody got medicated. So he's uh got eradicated from the uh the team. So R R I P do the germ.
1: Medicated, eradicated. You're all about that cated right now.
0: <laughs> Hashtag cated, uh, around the league. Let's uh let's talk. There's not too much, but uh, Tom Wilson out with concussion after that Reeves hit that we discussed last week. And an interesting side story with that is apparently Ryan Reeves signed multiple pictures of the <laughs> hit, like <laughs> a fin- him circling dick. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what like a ap- dick. apparently, it took until somebody to be like, "Hey, man, it's probably not a good idea." And then he called the uh, sports memorabilia store and told them to destroy all copies of the the autographs. So, I Hey guys, maybe, say,
1: maybe this is in poor taste.
0: Yeah, hey, maybe when the players can cuss on the ice, maybe we shouldn't uh, make money off that. I will still say, though, it is kind of funny to see how uh, uh, how Beno shaped cap fans are getting with this Reeves hit because uh, as we said, hit Tom Wilson who like, you know, he's Tom Wilson. So you kind of have to realize that karma's going to be coming back to you a little bit to an my
1: extent. Come <laughs> uh,
0: These hits come and go. These hits come and go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, I mean, like, uh, you know, I don't know. uh, Did Zach Ronaldo ever get knocked out with a hit or anything? I feel like if he got an elbow to the head and was laying on the ice unconscious, I'd be kind of like, it's a shitty hit. But I guess we kind of deserve this payback because Zach ronaldo has been handing out concussions left and right.
1: It was then that the ghost of Christmas future appeared to (laughs) Tom Wilson, pointing his bony finger at his face. And then Tom changed his ways. Became an honest NHL player.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't see that happening. He was actually, I think he was actually doing pretty decent this year, too. I think he had like a... He had a good start. Goal streak, yeah.
1: After his 20-game suspension. Oh, Uh, 14. 14, because, you know, can't serve the whole 20. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's not that bad of a guy. Who knows if he's going to have another borderline hit? I mean, we don't know. There's no track record. There's no indication he would ever do that, but... Uh some injuries. Uh Danny DeKaiser out forty six weeks with a with a hand injury, and the Red Wings are doing just fine without him, as we updated the Calf Red Wings score earlier. Jordan Stall sideline with a concussion, and Ryan Miller is out six weeks with a sprained knee ligament, which led to the Anaheim Ducks picking up Chad Johnson off waivers from the Blues. And Chad Johnson has been hot garbage this year, I believe. I think he has like an eight eighty four save percentage, but
1: I for one am shocked.
0: Technically I mean not technically, he is a warm body, so I guess he's gonna be getting in there. And uh
1: That dude's entire career has been built off being a warm body.
0: Yeah. Uh and I uh I mean there were rumors that he was gonna be coming here, I think, uh this summer. So that would have been another stopgap option, not really great. <laughs> so thank god uh I god he didn't come here. But uh uh and then the last thing I have is Archer Kayumov who is a Blackhawks prospect got suspended 13 games in the KHL for punching a referee in the face. So Archer uh, thank you.
1: As one we'll does. Go. Yeah.
0: I was going uh for angry fans everywhere uh and especially after watching that Eagles Cowboys game. Thank you for punching an official in the face. So <laughs> I mean that's uh you know no excuses but how that wasn't a fumble recovery on the first play of the game. I will go to my grave, not understanding. Would love to. That's know. neither here, neither here nor there. Uh, and I will say, you know, it is the first play of the game, but a couple years ago, uh, pretty big game between the Cowboys and Eagles late in the season. Thought the Eagles were going to win. Cowboys had the kick opening kickoff. They recovered it kind of changed all the, uh, change the scope of the game from there so first play of the game but kind of a big deal if you're getting the uh the, the kickoff recovery just saying JSM. team sucked they didn't deserve <laughs> the win but just saying
1: it's yeah, just saying
0: just, saying. Yeah, just saying.
1: yeah well on that note coincidentally if you want to follow craig on twitter his handle is sports are that's
0: bad right. yeah that's right
1: sports uh, are horrible i hate them yeah they're not they're not cool
0: right now uh maybe they might get better with the uh uh, certain coach firing and maybe some splashy moves that will store uh, a little bit of uh, faith for this team. But
1: yeah, I heard Coach Q is going to be at the opening of the Wawa at sixth and Chestnut. <laughs> He's got the giant scissors. He's going to cut the banner, the ribbon.
0: Uh, coach Q seen slamming home a water ice and a gobbler in the parking lot of a Wawa. So he'll oh, be yeah. here. He'll be here in no time.
1: Coach Q practicing how to say water right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have, I actually am going to be doing a lot of stuff for the site uh, this week. So I was on the podcast. I was on BSH radio this week.
1: Yeah. Excellent appearance by Craig. Definitely listen into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say uh, pretty much carry the show once again when I was there. Um, (laughs) Did the, I'm doing the flyby tomorrow. I have a return flight tomorrow. Uh, fly by and return flight on Friday too. doing the post game reaction on Friday. And then I will have a return flight on Saturday. So I might, I might die before the
1: weekend, but we'll
0: see. We'll High do it
1: possibility of that yeah. happening. High possibility. Yeah. So you can follow me at Estee or at the fly Burbly account. And uh, I just wanted to plug real quick. I did write a uh, flaper bug, blog piece last week on The Flyers penalty kill being better without Ron Hextall, because obviously the GM leaving makes the team better instantly in their play.
0: Yes. It's just science. Yeah, it's just science. It's proven by the way, real quick, because I just saw a highlight of it. uh, Did you see the, the goal in the Panthers blues game that went off a ref?
1: I did not. I'll have to check that out.
0: Uh, It was a clear into the zone. Uh, The referee was on the corner, hit him, Squaring, squaring the misters. just right in the junk. Ooh. Uh, went oh, went along. my groin! Bounced along the goal line, hit off Longo's pad and into the net. And uh, that is how the Blues scored their first goal tonight.
1: It's a, it's a real mouse trap shot right there.
0: Yeah. Who
1: was the uh Nathan? Uh, what was his name?
0: Oh, I'm thinking of Mouse. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Who, who's the guy in that movie? Nathan Lane.
0: Nathan Lane. That's who it is. Yeah. What? Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. Okay, good. All right, I was gonna say I, I was. I was trying to remember his name, just forgot right, it.
1: I, I, let me look up this goal real quick, and then we can talk all about the birdcage.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything else he was in. Wasn't he in like a? I'm not even gonna guess. Bray and Chan game winning goal too.
1: Oh, I he mean, should have kept. Should have yeah, kept. Should have kept. Should've kept. Anyway, it's uh, Esteban and Flyperboly account. Follow those, love them, like them, all that fun stuff. Uh, be sure to follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey as well. And uh, quick plug also, if you guys would like to say hi to us in real life, we, along with Kelly and will anybody else Bill. be there? Think, Bill? Bill's yeah, going to be there as be well. There. Oh, we got a full crew. This is going to be yeah, fun. It's going
0: to get rowdy, yeah.
1: We are going to be at the game against the Nashville Predators on the 20th. So uh, be sure to stop by the Snyder hockey table before the game and say hello. We will be uh, we'll be recording. We'll be doing some games. It's going to be a good time. Yeah,
0: yeah, it should be a blast. I'm looking forward to it.
1: One other thing to plug uh, blog viewing party on Festivus, the 23rd Sunday night. Flyers Rangers going to be a great time. Definitely stop by Tavern on Broad
0: yes and again nobody is pinning me so it's not, not happening. you may think it's happening it's not happening
1: so. buddy you're on <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're all gonna get arrested i'm just gonna start swinging bows at the uh tavern on a
1: flyers party if people don't get arrested <laughs>
0: that is true yeah very true
1: uh well gang thank you for listening and until next time as always good night and good hockey. Well, 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 Hello, everybody. This is Fly Perbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other, other hockey things. things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey, Steve, but not Steve Hartnell, and Craig, but not Craig Ruby, no, this isn't all those hockey guys, these are the guys who watch the hockey sport, yeah! Fly, slippery, flip, flip, fly, Slop, open, wee, flip, 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 Hey, guys, this is John Stolnes from the Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Clentac and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get Continued Success, a Phillies podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher, covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to the Good Fight podcast feed.